Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes. Basically, it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Hi, everyone. My name is Hannah Keppel, and I play Moon on the TV series Cobra Kai. And right now, you're listening to TV Ate My Brain. Welcome to another episode of TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts, the Cobra Kai edition. And I am Peter, also host of Podstalgic. And I'm Tom, co-host of a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And today we have a bonus episode, another interview. This time, Tom joins me and we get to talk to Hannah Keppel, who played Moon from Cobra Kai. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I had no idea that she was only 17, uh, and she's incredibly well-spoken for her age. Yeah, not only is she 17, she's a junior in high school. Let let that sink in for a sec. Now, it turns out that not only is she a a junior in high school, but this was also her first uh, film credit, wasn't it? It was, yeah. She mentions this is uh, the first time she's on film. And, uh, you know, she shares her experience auditioning, uh, filming some of the scenes. And we learn a little bit about her, too. So it was really nice to know, you know, the the young lady behind the character. Absolutely. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoy it. This is our episode. Um, Okay, so I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. Hannah, for those that maybe... I don't know. I guess you're listening to this interview if you have seen Cobra Kai, but uh, maybe for those that aren't too familiar with the show, um, can you talk a little bit about yourself? Um, Are you currently still in school? Yes, I am a junior in high school, um, and I actually finish up school in two weeks um, my junior year. And are you from North Carolina? Yes, I'm from North Carolina, and that's where I'm living right now. Oh, interesting. So uh, is that also where you started participating in theater? Was there in in your hometown? Yes. So I grew up doing musical theater. Um, I did a lot of work um, at community theaters, and then I did a lot of professional um, theater work at our state theater. Um, And then I um, pursued film um, the beginning of high school, and it's just kind of evolved. Um, And Cobra Kai was my first job. Now, tell me a little bit about your performance in Wizard of Oz as Dorothy. Oh, yeah, that was my um, first job um, working in a professional theater. Um, I was in the eighth grade. Wow. um, And I auditioned. Yes, it it was an incredible experience. It was kind of my first time working um, with professionals and really kind of understanding what it is to be a professional actor and work in that sort of environment. And so it was very educational. I had a wonderful cast and crew, and I I really learned a lot. Yeah, that's uh, pretty amazing because I actually found an article. The writer who attended the play, they um, really gave you kudos, you know, for singing Over the Rainbow. Yes. um, Yeah, so it showed you a lot of love in their writing. (laughs) It's very, very kind, yes. It it was a wonderful experience, and, and I'm so glad people enjoyed it. 
Now, what do you prefer so far, uh, live theater or being on a, uh, like a soundstage or a set? Um, I definitely prefer film. Um, I've really grown to love it and love the whole set life. Um, but theater is definitely my first love. I, I grew up doing it. Um, I still get butterflies in my stomach every time I get on stage. Um, but I, film is what I, is what I want to do. It's ever since I, I started doing Cobra Kai, I, I woke up every morning loving what I was doing. I got to imagine that it's challenging as well, uh, performing in front of a live audience because there's the, the margin for error is very little, right? As opposed to filming, <laughs> you guys can do different takes and stuff. Very true. Um, with film, you can do multiple takes. But with live theater, um, if you have a live audience, yeah, you just, if you make a mistake, you kind of got to go with it, maybe improv or do the best you can. Um, but also, it, it's a whole other feeling, you know, um, receiving that automatic feedback from a live audience. Um, and there's not really anything like it. So it's wonderful. It really is. You, so, so you really do enjoy the uh, audience interaction as well? I do. Oh, yeah. To, to hear somebody laugh. At, at a joke you tell or something your character does, it just automatically automatically makes you feel. I don't. I don't. It's just. It's, it's hard to explain the feeling. It's. It's just. It's really powerful to to have that connection with an audience um, just right away. Is there like a play that uh, that you would love to be a part of? Oh gosh, I have so many dream roles growing up in musical theater. Um, what about Wicked? I would love since... to be since you do Wizard of Wicked, Oz. Wicked, yes. I love Wicked. Um, I, I got to see that on Broadway um, when I was younger for my birthday, and it, it blew me away. I love to be in Wicked. Um, it's such a cool story, and it really shows you kind of the a different side of those characters. Yeah, it, it really does. And kind of like Cobra Kai a little bit. You know, you get to see a different side. <laughs> yeah, so... Exactly. So uh, being a junior, how did you get involved with Cobra Kai was there uh do you do you have like an agent that you know found the audition for you or how, how did that come about yes so um how I got into film was I became a part of an agency here in North Carolina um I started auditioning and taking some acting classes and yeah um Cobra Kai was just another audition I almost didn't do it because um I wasn't going to make my audition time but my agent convinced me. They're like, you know, this is going to be a really cool project. Come on, maybe maybe you should audition. I was like, okay, let's reschedule. And so I ended up auditioning. Um, and then I got a call back and I went to Georgia. And then after my callback, I, I heard back pretty soon that I that I had booked it. You know, that is one thing that I actually found out while uh, I was interviewing Joe. And Tom, I did, love Joe. Yeah, Tom, did you know that it was filmed in Georgia? Uh, yes, I saw the closing credits, uh, the big Georgia peach at the very end. So, I mean, I knew some of it was on location in California, you know, specifically some of those set pieces from the original movie. Uh, Hannah, what were the the scenes or the locations that were filmed in Georgia? Um, as far as I know, majority of the show was in, um, Georgia because we, we did a lot of shoots on, um, on a lot um they had a lot of sets that were built um in georgia um and then i think they did um a few shots out in la as well um but we we did a lot of our our scenes in georgia yeah that's where i did all of my work oh interesting okay huh 
Mm-hmm. When Johnny and Daniel go to his old apartment, that's probably like one of the few LA locations I, I would imagine. imagine. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think so. So the tournament was also that's Georgia. Yes, that was Georgia. And, wow. and the funny thing about the tournament was um, I'm pretty sure that was one of the scenes that took um, the longest to film because we were dealing with weather issues. We got a couple of inches of snow and we had to leave one day. Um, leave set early because the snow was coming down so hard. Oh, wow. In Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> well, think... you know what? That's some that's some great uh, set decoration and uh, great storytelling because, if again, if I hadn't seen that big Georgia peach at the end of the closing credits, I'd have never known. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because there's also moments where, you know, the, the Cobra Kai, they're actually like waiting outside of the, the tournament and uh, obviously that was probably filmed a, a different day. <laughs> no snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell me what the um, audition was like. Did you audition for the role of Moon? Yes, um, I auditioned for the role of Moon. First, I did maybe three short scenes for my first audition. And then um, when I found out I got a call back, they also sent me um, a script with, I think, two more scenes maybe. And then I performed um, those scenes in, in front of um, some of the writers and producers and, and people in Atlanta for my callback. Were they just generic scenes or were they actually some of the moon scenes? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I think that they were all scenes that I ended up doing um, for the show. Okay. Uh, now, did they film the episodes kind of like in numerical order or did they you know kind of focus on the tournament on one day or how did the shooting go the shooting schedule um they they went in numerical order for the most part um i'm yeah i'm pretty sure it was numerical order they had to switch around um some episodes um in the sense of like weather and and having certain people there um but they followed the order pretty pretty strictly i think and so when you weren't filming, were you going back to school? How how did that work? Did you have to be in Georgia the entire time for the shoot? So, no. Um, I traveled back and forth um, from North Carolina and Georgia. Um, so I would um, find out my schedule, and then I would drive down to Atlanta. I would film for a couple of days, and then I would drive back, and then I would go to my public high school. The schedule must have been really, really crazy, uh, you know, juggling school and, <laughs> and, and filming. Was it something where they asked you not to kind of talk about uh, your, your work at school or like non-disclosures or anything like that? You know, I don't remember them ever deliberately asking me not to talk about it. Um, of course, I was told never to um, give any information pertaining to the plot or, or you know, the storyline but I, I was allowed to say that I was involved, um, but I think I, I didn't publicly announce it or it wasn't publicly announced until um, I think the show officially said that I was a part of the project. And then that's when I started like posting about it. Um, but they never told me that I couldn't talk to my friends or family about it while we were filming. What was the reception at school like when uh, the show first aired? Gosh. So um, a couple of people knew um, that I was a part of the show, um, some close friends and a few other people in my classes. And um, when it was released, I had a lot of people coming up to me and, and messaging me about it. Um, the feedback was, was 
so much more intense than I thought it would be, but, but it was all positive. Everybody really loved it, especially, um, a lot of the original fans, um, a lot of my, my friends and people in my classes, their parents grew up with the Karate Kid, and so they kind of grew up with it as well, and, and they were very pleased with the show, and, and they thought it was so neat that I got to be a part of it. It's been, it's been really wonderful um, to talk with people about it at school. Uh, I was going to ask if you had any exposure to any of the previous Karate Kid movies prior to this. So I, I of course, saw the original one. I, I love that movie. I've watched it several times with my family growing up. Um, I didn't see, I don't think I've seen the second. And then is there a third one as well? There, there's a third one and a fourth one, actually, yes. with uh, Hillary with, Swank. Yes, okay, so the fourth one is with her. But I have seen the remake with Will Smith's son. And that, that came out a couple of years ago. I, I remember seeing that one. But I, I never saw Karate Kid um, two or three or, or four, but I saw the original one. That's that's all that matters. <laughs> but you know, I, I think <laughs> I think the others do have a, a bit of a special place in my heart, especially two because uh, the focus is kind of on Mr. Miyagi in that one. Um, so, did you have an idea if this would be something big? Did you get the sense that this was going to be something special at all? Or well, from the beginning, I knew it was going to be something special. Um, for me personally, I knew it was going to be special because it was my first project, my first kind of just step into this film industry. Um, but I also knew it was going to be very special because it was Ralph Macchio and William Zapka coming back and really giving their whole heart to this project, as well as all of the um, new cast members that were coming into it. And everybody has just been so passionate about it throughout filming. We all had such a great time. Everybody was so encouraging. Um, and and it, it was just very, very evident that everybody really cared about this show. Um, but I I mean, I figured the Karate Kid is, is iconic. It's a classic. Um, and we, we just hoped that people would um, receive Cobra Kai um, with such warm adoration as the original movie. Um, so that's just kind of what we hoped for. Um, I, I didn't really expect anything. I, I expected it to do well, but I, I just had no idea. Yeah, I, I actually I actually just checked uh, the stats on YouTube, and the first episode has uh, going on 35 million hits. That, that's got to make you feel proud. It's crazy, yes. It's so wonderful. Did you expect uh, the announcement for season two so quickly? Because usually they wait at least a, a little while before announcing anything. So, I mean, it kind of took me by shock. I can't imagine what it was like on your end. No, I I was very surprised. Um, I I knew that it was a possibility and, and I was hoping for it, but it, it was very fast that they announced it. So I, I was very excited. You haven't heard anything yet uh, uh, about season two, whether or not Moon will be returning? I can't really give anything away. Ah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm personally hoping to see uh, maybe uh, an appearance of her. I-, I don't want her to just root on Hawk. I want her to actually join Cobra Kai. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, all I'm going to say is I would love to learn karate. You let me tell you. <laughs> um, I, be- I-, I bet. <laughs> I would love to train. <laughs> You know, from my perspective, like Moon's story isn't finished. You know, we last see her with Hawk, so I I think that needs to be addressed at the least. You oh, know, yes. so 
we're definitely crossing our fingers for you. I mean, in our review, you know, we mentioned a very, um, you know, kind of a pivotal scene for your character, you know, where we're just like, well, kudos to the writing and to the young actress that that gets to play this uh, role that's basically against type, you know, and that's kind of what you get from a lot of the other characters on the show as well. Yeah. Who have you uh, became really close with while while shooting? So I was one of a couple um, other, um, I guess, kids, you would say, who were minors. And we had to do school together on set. Because um, while you're filming, you um, have to have a certain amount of set hours um, um, where you do school. Um, and so I became very close to um, some of those people. We, we hung out a little bit. And those were um, Gianni. Um, Sholo, um, Jacob, and Nicole. Um, so we, we talked a lot in school. We hung out a little bit um, when we had um, scenes together. Um, and I also became very close to Annalisa and Mary, who play Yasmin and Sam, because those were the girls that I primarily had my um, scenes with. And they're both older right. than me. They're both, um, I think Mary's 22 now, and um, Annalisa is 21, so they're a little bit older than me, but but they were so kind to me. They they gave me so much advice. Um, we we became very close, and it it was so encouraging to have them there helping me out. That's amazing. You know, that's that must be nice to have some women that were a little bit more experienced to kind of help you out as well. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's something that I think the audience we always kind of wonder how old are certain people. I think. You know, I have seen Mary and other things before, and I was surprised to find you're still in school. I know there's a number of uh, other kids as well, uh, but Gianni, isn't he also like 16 years old? Yes, Gianni. I think Gianni might be the youngest out of all of us, maybe. Either There's that one that's like really little oh, and gets um, his butt kicked. His character is Bert, I think. Yeah, he he buys the dirty magazine at the end. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name. He's so funny. And then of course, um, Griffin, who plays um, Mary's brother in the show, he was so funny. He he was he was a lot of fun to talk to on set. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Antonio Larusso. Yes, yes. So um, Gianni is Dimitri. Who's who's Jacob? Is oh, is that um, Hawk. is that Hawk yes, Eli? Yes. And okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bertrand. Yes, Jacob Bertrand. Okay, that's pretty cool. Did did you, Mary, and like Annalisa, did you guys have like a little name for your for your guys' clique? Because I know some people do that. You know, I don't think we did. I, I know that we were called the Mean Girls for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so the, I, I think uh, we kind of referenced that Annalisa is probably like the... Uh, gosh, what's her name for Mean Girls? Regina George. Yeah, yeah her. Like she was yeah. kind of supposed to be like that character. And right. Moon's a little bit of Karen, a little bit. Yeah, we can see that. Uh, so let's talk about some of the scenes. Um, the the first episode is is where we first see you guys in the car, and you guys kind of t bone Billy's car. Was that also your your first scene shooting? Yes, that was my my first time ever in front of a camera um, on a set. And it was very intimidating, to say the least. Um, it was at night. Um, everybody was getting ready. We actually had stunt doubles for that scene because they, they had those for, like, the actual impact and, and some other parts of, of the scene. Um, but I, I was honestly a little terrified. I, I, everything was just so intimidating with the lights and the cameras. And my heart was racing, but, but I talked with um, Mary 
and Annalisa and and they we were laughing by the time we got in the car and and I really relaxed and and we had really a lot of fun that night. It was fun to scream and act terrified. Did did you guys uh, or did you meet Billy before that or cuz uh, cuz I'm wondering if they try to get like an organic reaction by having him run up to the car. So did you guys meet him beforehand? Um so the first time that I met Billy was at um our table read for the first two episodes, I think it was. I see. So okay. I had met Billy. I I know that Mary had met Billy. I'm not sure if Annalisa had. Um, but we didn't. We we talked to Billy a little bit while he was um on set that night. Um, but we kind of like gave him some space so he could um you know get in the mindset that he needed to. Um, <laughs> but we we were kind of distanced from everybody because we were in the car the most of the time, and it kind of felt like we were in our own space. Well, I was going to say, you mentioned table reads. What kind of rehearsal or preparation time did they give you for this? Um, so table reads um, are really just reading through um, the episodes um, as a cast. Um, like we did it for episodes one and two, and I, I think they did one or two others. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't there for all of them. Um, and that, it's, I don't know if I would categorize it as a rehearsal. But I think it's just kind of getting out the cast there, reading through the story. Um, but a lot of times um, when it came to rehearsals, um, fights are different. That's You have to train um, and stunt work. Like that's, that's a whole other, that takes a lot more time. But sometimes before a scene, if, if you needed to know like where you were going um, or, or different, different aspects of it, they, we would talk about it really quick. We call it our rehearsal. Then we would go back to our, trailers and we would um, make sure we had all, all of our stuff on our makeup's all good and then we would come back to set and then we would shoot it well if, if you don't mind my saying that actually makes everything with this show that much more impressive to know that you guys didn't have that much prep time as far as uh basic traditional rehearsal that's that's really impressive yeah um i think i mean i can't speak from a lot of experience because cobra kai is all i've known so far um but I think a lot of times with scenes, you don't want to overwork them. It should really be organic. And, you know, I mean, you're going to have to do so many takes anyways with, mm-hmm. um, like, while you're filming. So I think rehearsals are, are more about just understanding what's going on um, before you get the cameras rolling. So pertaining to training and, and the fights and everything, that's very elaborate and, and very impressive. Now, what was the uh, swimming pool scene like? That's where... If I remember correctly, Moon is actually uh, filming a some, somebody jumping off of a diving board for her YouTube channel, uh, which was a little nice nod there to YouTube. But uh, Daniel shows up. <laughs> Can you talk about like what yes. was it like on set and shooting that scene? So that was the first and the kind of only scene really that I had with um, Ralph Macchio himself. Um, so that was really cool. But that day we we shot location of the house and the house was absolutely beautiful um inside and out um it, it was really stunning um and we we actually filmed that in october in atlanta and we were worried it was going to be cold but it wasn't too bad um thank goodness i didn't have to get in the water but um and, and in the south it, it's getting pretty cold by october but we we it took about it took most of the day to film that but it was it was really fun. It really did feel like a party, and yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked like it. Uh, 
How much backstory did they give you for your character, and how much did you actually have to kind of uh, make it up yourself to be able to uh, portray that character? Um. So for Moon, you kind of—I mean, for Moon, I got kind of a basis of like who she was, kind of a few characteristics, um, and then I kind of had to read the scripts for myself and kind of decipher and like you you see the friendships that she has um and then eventually um you know she she has the thing with hawk and then she decides um that she's going to stand up for them against um yasmin um so it was a lot um they gave me kind of a basis and then of course they give direction um but it it was kind of figuring out who she was kind of on my own and and how I wanted to to show her. Did you decide to play her any differently uh, after reading that there's a uh, a marijuana scene? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that is that is definitely a part of who she is. Um, I had a few scenes where where I chose to to use that a little bit, um, but I mean, I, it it was a small aspect, and I just I I portrayed what I needed to um, with that scene in particular in the car um yes what was filming that scene like because uh there's there's the homeless lady i you know forgive me i don't have her name in front of me but she's you know you guys are talking about like oh don't make eye contact and all that i think it's one of the funniest scenes in the entire uh first season but um (laughs) what was that like well did you guys have to improvise any of that or um that was that was mostly script um yes um, and, and I was very excited. I, I love that scene. That was kind of my, my biggest scene, um, dialogue-wise. Um, and I, I thought it was so funny. Um, I did it for my callback, I remember, and I loved it automatically. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and I, it, for me, it was a scene that showed you a little bit more of who Moon was in the sense that um, she's kind of following Yasmin's example, but when it comes to the homeless woman, she really cares what that you know that she isn't offended like she cares how she feels um because you know she says um well won't that look bad doing that right in front of her you know locking the doors so right. she she does really care about people she has that genuine emotion um although sometimes she's a little oblivious um but it, that scene was a lot of fun it really was yeah it's definitely funny i i think any scene with a homeless woman also is just it's definitely played for laughs yeah she's fantastic you kind of touched on uh, Moon's trait of uh, kind of being mindful of how other people feel. Can you talk about the the beach scene where, you know, we find out in dialogue that she apologized to Aisha, uh, played by Nicole, and basically kind of switching sides there, you know, tells Yasmin that she should apologize as well. Yeah, I, um, that scene is very pivotal for Moon. Um I think it re- it really shows that that Moon cares about other people, like I said before. And I don't think it's I don't think it's that she decided in that moment that she's completely ditching Yasmin. But I think she was really trying to give her the opportunity to be the better person and to apologize. Um, because I think that that Yasmin and Moon they've been so dependent on each other. You know, Yasmin makes the joke, Moon laughs. Um, there, you know, Moon's her sidekick, and I think that that Moon really made the decision that that she didn't want to be that anymore. That she 
she really likes this boy and, and she likes these people. They're genuinely nice and she doesn't see what's wrong with them. And so I think it, it shows that she doesn't agree and she kind of has a mind of her own. But I think she also really values Yasmin's friendship. So I, I will be curious to see what happens um, and and see kind of what happens with their friendship because I think that they really care about each other, Yasmin and Moon, but I think that maybe they're going to go in different directions. Who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out because uh, at this point, it's really Yasmin and Kyler that are kind of kind of the villains of the show. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Kyler, I had Peter ask Joe this. And I'm going to go ahead and ask you. Would Now, Moon, her friend uh, Sam, is obviously the daughter of Daniel. Her boyfriend is the student of Johnny. Is Moon team Johnny or is she team uh, Daniel? And what about yourself? Are you team Johnny or team Daniel? Oh, gosh. Because there's a lot of gray between those characters. It's not black and white like it was in the movies. It's true. It's true. Moon? Uh, honestly, I don't think she she knows yet, but maybe she's more inclined to Cobra Kai because Hawk is there. But, you know, you never know. Maybe maybe she's going to like the whole vibe of um, the Miyagi Dojo. I was gonna say she could she could easily go either way. It's a, it's an interesting uh, character. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll just have to see what happens. Um, it's yeah. I don't I don't know. We'll just yeah. We'll have to see. Um, personally, gosh, I don't. So watching the originals, of course, I was Team Larusso, but now with Cobra Kai, you kind of see Johnny's side, and gosh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe when I see what what Moon decides, maybe I I have to wait with her decision. Good answer. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. Kind of spoil it. Joe picked uh, Kyler's side. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I want to ask about shooting the because uh, you mentioned the shooting for the tournament took almost all day, and uh, I saw on your Instagram account that you and Gianni kind of snuck in some snacks. Uh, for yourselves in between takes. Yes. So, so Gianni and I, we had like one scene um, during the tournament and the tournament itself took a couple of days of filming. Um, And, and I don't, we were one of the last scenes filmed. So after these couple of days, sometimes they would put us up there in the bleachers and they would only film us like clapping. And we, we never really got to our scene towards um, the end of filming the tournament. And so we would be up there for a while and we'd be surrounded by these extras and I knew that we were going to get hungry. So we decided to um, put some snacks from Crafty in, in my purse that <laughs> I had with my outfit. And we just kind of set up camp up there <laughs> and played some games and we had a good time. You guys played I Spy. <laughs> yep. We played I Spy, which he won most of the time only because I wasn't wearing my glasses. I want to make that clear. <laughs> So if I was wearing my glasses, I can assure you I would have beat him a couple of times at least. Uh, in regards to Hawk, you know, who is, you know, Eli, Eli Hawk, um, what do you think is it about him that made Moon take interest? Because when we first uh, meet Eli, he's in the cafeteria, and uh, Yasmin's character, she talks about how it looks like I kind of forget the line, but she says something about maybe he went down on a vacuum cleaner, I think. 
I think that was um, the one. Was it a lawnmower? A lawnmower. Lawnmower. Okay. So, yes. so what is it now that made Moon take interest? Was it the karate, as Johnny says, you know, like hot chicks like karate? Or is it <laughs> is it his new persona, this hawk character with the mohawk and the swag? I think that maybe what first got her attention was, yeah, his persona, just his presence. Um, I think the confidence um, and, and how he... he portray that personality of being like the badass and, and not really caring what people think. Um, I think it really caught her by surprise. Um, I think it, it piqued her interest. And um, yeah, I, I think, who knows at this point, honestly, I, I think that, yeah, I think it had to do with, with just his whole presence maybe. Now, everybody always uh, asks actors about the backstories that they create for their characters, but I'm I'm always curious, where do you think the characters are going to be later on? Like, uh, 10 years down the road, where do you see Moon? Do you see her as, like, some kind of business professional or maybe uh, some kind of middle manager? Or what do you think she's going to end up as? Hmm. A dispensary. (laughs) i think maybe she'll pursue youtube possibly maybe she'll be an influencer there you go i could see that i could really see that actually yeah i i feel like she she really enjoys social media and and i think talking to people in that sense um maybe doing some yoga tutorials who knows um I think I'd like to think maybe she would go to college, but maybe that's not her path. I think she's definitely a people person. So I think it would have to do maybe with business or or something where she's like socially interacting with other people. Yeah, I like the whole uh, YouTube angle and, you know, maybe being like a working in PR or something, you know, be a publicist of some sort, social media. Yeah, I I could see something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, do you have any other questions about Cobra Kai? Maybe we can uh, learn some more stuff about Hannah. Uh, actually, I was going to ask her uh, if she has any upcoming projects besides uh, the secret of Cobra Kai Season 2 that she can't uh, confirm or deny. Except for that she, she would like to learn karate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't really know if I can talk about it. But I have a project in the works that I'm very excited about. So I guess you guys will just have to stay tuned. We will. Yes, congratulations. We'll definitely keep tab. <laughs> yes, and thank you. Obviously, the next thing on your mind is graduation. Well, no, you got another <laughs> year. That's right. I've got one, one more year. year left. Yes. What is it like out in public now that Cobra Kai has been announced for a second season? A lot of people probably have seen it now. Are people out there catching you out on the street asking for selfies and such? (laughs) So I live in a smaller town. And kind of the only people who who have talked to me about it are are people that I know or that I'm, I'm kind of friends with or associated with. Um, I haven't had any strangers come like physically come up to me, but I've had a lot of messages, um, and, and comments, um, from people telling me that they've enjoyed the show or, or they want to know what happens to moon. But it's been crazy. I I am not used to it yet. Oh, either way, I just want to say congratulations on the success. Uh, 
and uh, I hope everything turns out your way uh, in the future. Well, thank you very much. And before we we wrap up, there's definitely uh, a couple other things that I kind of want to talk about. Um, oh, sure. I did. Uh, I did notice that uh, just a few months ago, you participated in the uh, March for Our Lives uh, out there in North Carolina. Yes, I had the fortune of working with nine other um, high school students in um, bringing this march to my town. Um, we we thought it was a very prevalent issue and, and still a prevalent issue, um, and we wanted to to bring that that platform of advocacy to our town. Yeah, I think that's amazing, uh, you know, to kind of also bring up Cobra Kai and how thematically they talk about bullying and all that. And, you know, this isn't quite the same, but it's definitely need, uh, it's something that needs to be brought to a lot of people's attention. Um, can you talk about the slam poetry that you also uh, performed? Oh, yeah. So I have the pleasure of performing an original work by um, my friend Audrey, who also performed it with me um, and we performed it um, live at the March. And that, that was one of the most powerful performances and experiences I've ever had. Um, we, we performed in front of the, I think we had around, I don't want to misquote the estimate amount of people. I, we had thousands of people that were present um, and just the level of passion that the people showed in response to our words, it it blew me away, and it was very encouraging to to know that that many people wanted to make a change and and advocate for what they thought was right. Five years old, my friends and I spent hot summer days playing with Nerf guns in the backyard. The cold sting of water sending a tingling sensation down my skin, but never digging into my flesh as my parents called me in for dinner, telling me to put it in the garage. It isn't meant to be inside. Eight years old, the boys in Miss Brown's class run about the classroom, firing noises in all directions with plastic pistols, telling the girls they'll protect us from harm. The same ones they pushed to the pavement on the playground. Good guys and bad guys are relative terms even then. Twelve years old, my teachers stand with solemn faces that mask their fear as they tell us that 20 children have gone to heaven and church will be held earlier than expected. Don't ask questions, they said. It hurts too much. Seventeen years old. Sixteen years old. Seventeen dead in Parkland, Florida on a day dedicated to love. I hear the deafening silence on the intercom as we are asked to send. Thoughts? and prayers thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers we are tired of thoughts and prayers that are uttered from the mouths of politicians too weak to make legislation for nation bearing the corpses of the future but don't judge congress too harshly it must be hard to hear us when standing behind the millions the nra give your campaigns Rifle Association. Every shot they hear must be music to their ears. It might as well be the clicking of a cash register. At least someone profits off dying millennials and the wails of their parents. 
When they told us school was like a hole in the head, we didn't know how literal that was. Hands up doesn't just mean asking a question anymore. They tell me I'm safe and I try to believe them, but it's hard to have faith behind a locked closet door. The only barricade between my classmates and an AR-15. When, when will we stop letting children be used as target practice? The shooter knows his target has been reached when the soft flesh of a student has been penetrated and their pencil falls to the ground, the utensil for the math test they'll never take. Education, they say, is our tool to success, but how is that so when fear is as abundant as my papers that are scattered with grades that don't matter if all our tomorrows are placed in jeopardy? Books used to be the most powerful weapon we could possibly possess. But if a student holds to kill a mockingbird in one hand and a semi-automatic weapon in the other, guess which one will be ripped from their grasp? School safety now means handing teachers guns, but God forbid we hand them a decent paycheck in return. supposed to learn if the hand over my heart isn't to whisper I pledge allegiance. Our bodies are not chambers to store bullets and they never should be! The Sunshine State lost 17 rays of light to hate by the bullets that punctured the horizon. Silence and profits have become a comfort for some and holds America's tongue. But our voices are louder than the shots that were fired! This is for Alyssa and Scott and Martin and Nicholas and Aaron and Jamie and Chris and Luke and Kara and Gina and Walking and Elena and Meadow and Helena and Alex and Carmen and Peter. This is for the youth whose fate has been carved on their tombstone. This is for me, the, the teen that's been subjugated to social media and selfies, but whose mind was never put at ease by the adults who have failed us. It is very powerful and, and very moving. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that concludes uh, our conversation. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, Tom, I, I had a good time talking to her. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I I kind of got the impression that maybe we were asking a little too much about Cobra Kai Season 2. But <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I couldn't help it. I'm, I'm a fan of the show. Yeah, take it however you want to take it from what she said. Uh, I, I I don't even want to say it was telling, but I am looking forward to hearing whether or not she's in the next season. Um, you know, again, in our coverage, I don't know. At this point, the episode hasn't released yet, but we already have it recorded. But we talk about that scene at the beach, you know, where Moon kind of turns. And, you know, I would mm-hmm. love to see her back. Now, I, I want it on the record that if Moon does go to Cobra Kai, 
I came up with the idea first, dang it. <laughs> so you guys heard it here at Get Cortez me my Heart. union card. There, you know what? Just give me a Cobra Kai gi. That's, that's all yeah, I want, Tom. That's yeah. all I want. There you go. Just, just send a couple our way, you know, maybe our names embroidered in it. Oh, that'd be so badass. <laughs> so uh, please. But uh, yeah, I want to thank uh, Hannah again for giving us the opportunity. She was uh, extremely cool. She had a great personality. You can tell she's a very, very happy person. Yes, uh, and, yes. you know, we, we wish her the best in, you know, the beginning of her career here in film. So, Peter, uh, where can people find you uh, when we're not uh, spouting on about how much we love this show? Well, I mean, where can't they find me? But uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Podstalgic. All right. As far as myself, you can find me on YouTube at The Drunken Dork. You can also hit me up on Facebook at a little uh, web page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. And uh, you can listen to me wherever you find a podcast. And if you are a Cobra Kai fan and you want to join a group with other fans, uh, we started a group page on Facebook called Group, all spelled out. So there's just a handful of us in there, but we hope to have listeners like you join in and talk all things Cobra Kai, whether it's the interviews that we conduct or uh, the um, reviews that we've done on each of the episodes. So hopefully we can see you guys in there. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about the whole Georgia thing still. But how kind of crazy. yeah, that's that's the reason why we didn't really see the original Cobra Kai building. Yeah, see? So uh there we just go. thought maybe we'll film it on a different road. But um hopefully you guys uh subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so uh, to check out the remaining episodes. And if you're tuning in for the first time, go back and check out the previous, uh, I think, six or seven episodes at this point. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and I think we released at least, what, two or three episodes a week, so it's, it's not going to be uh, very hard to find going back. No, no, not at all. All right, so that's going to do it. Thank you guys for uh, checking us out, and we hope to hear you guys in the future. See you next time. Try to be best, because you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you got to hang tough to make it. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.